0: Everywhere in, in America. The, name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. the blood of Jesus is against the in devil the and his name, plan Jesus. toward everyone in Jesus' name in 2021. Hallelujah. Father, Hallelujah. I'm covering myself, the listeners, our family members, our seed, and friends with the blood of Jesus that Hallelujah. we will not get any backlashes from this prayer in Jesus' Hallelujah. name. Open Hallelujah. up our spiritual ears, eyes, heart, and mind to receive your rhema word on this morning. Open those of favor for this ministry Hallelujah. and the overseer and his family. In Hallelujah. Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. The conference has been muted. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining. Um, Ms. Sarah, do you want to quickly uh, give um, the the fasting that we are going to be doing? I know you talked, um, uh, you know, in the earlier part as well.
2: Are you on mute, Ms. Sarah?
1: All right, we'll, we'll get her but uh, the the biggest part that, that we wanted to remind everyone this morning is that uh, we are starting to go through a 21 days of fast um and uh, every time we go through a fast you know i'm going to ask you to just like a keep a list of items
2: mm-hmm. that
1: you are praying for um during this 21 days um if you have like a you know a certain burden in your heart that you're praying for, you're you're praying for a victory in a certain area of our life, if you're praying for your children, keep a list of things that you are praying for. Because sometimes what happens is that we get like so carried away by the fasting itself, we kind of lose sight of what we are fasting for. So go ahead and write down the things that you're fasting for, and then take whatever is a fasting that uh, you are are able to do. Some of you may be fasting from like a cake, some from, um, you you know, fasting from Pepsi, from eating meat. I don't know what it is, but do it sacrificially. Um, Do it within the, you know, the constraints of your body, but, you know, do it sacrificially for the Lord, God will honor when when his children take time to honor him. He will never take it for granted. So uh anything else Miss Sarah you wanted to add?
3: I'm sorry. I was on mute and I was talking away. So sorry. <laughs> yes. And and we're doing this for 3 weeks from starting today through January 23rd and um you may want to Fast for your future generations, your, your children's children's children to the next 16 uh, generations so that we want our, all of our loved ones to be saved. And one of the things that I'm going to be fasting about is that my generations to come will all, all of these children and their families will receive Jesus as Savior. Amen. Um, I want them to have wisdom. I want them to have spiritual wisdom, so I will have that on my list. And I found I was searching as to how I was going to keep uh, track of it. I th- put things in my pocket, but I uh, found a journal that Willie Mae gave me, and I'm I have I'm putting things in that journal. And I went before the Lord, and you know He gave me things to to fa- to pray and fast about. But one of the things is good health. Um, and the Amen. desire to keep myself healthy. And the same for you all. It's not like <clears throat> we're we are just being healthy for ourselves only, but our family wants us to be healthy.
0: Amen. Um,
3: um, to um, just be filled with wisdom, have peace of mind, and that is, you know, get your scriptures and put near things that's going to help you as you're fasting and praying. God told us to be anxious for nothing And so that means we need peace of mind, and that's a part of our inheritance. Jesus said, I leave you peace. So peace of mind. And we want to be prosperous. We can't help anyone if we just have enough. So I'm putting down that I want to be prosperous in everything, in finances, and my house needs things done to it. I want the Lord, and he's done it before, I want him to be sure that my home is in good condition, so that when I share it with other people, they can enjoy. You know, it's not just for me. It's for for whomever he sends to me. And I want my light to shine uh, wherever I go. So I'm praying that my actions and my behavior is, I can be reminded that God is looking at me all the time. So it doesn't matter if there's a roof over my head. I want to, I want to let my light shine so that others can see Christ through me. So whatever your desire is um that you want to to be blessed for the Lord. You want to be blessed for the Lord and and in this manner we are being blessed. Uh God will bless us and for those people that we know that are not saved, put them if we if we have a suspicion, we don't really know, but put their names down and call them by name. That you want, if you know they're not having a good life, they're not living in the manner in which they need to be living, put their names down and call them. And uh, because the enemy wants us to forget who we're praying for and what we're praying for. So I believe in writing things down. I think that's, and, and, the, the, and Cyril has already mentioned the type of fasting you will do, you know what to do for your body. So you do what you can do as long as you're sacrificing. And I, I recall sacrificing um, Pepsis years ago, and I drink less today. So that's a blessing. Right. We'll be blessed. Yesterday. One of the
1: fasting that I did uh, a couple of years ago, uh, I grew up Catholic, right? And so for us, this 40 days of um, fasting, like uh, during the Lent season, is so important. So what I did is I write wrote down the names of people that I have like, uh, you know, disagreements with or they had disagreements with and every day, end of the day or during the day, I would make a phone call and reconcile my relationship with them. So mm-hmm. for some, that may be your fasting, you know, God will honor whatever the fasting that you're going to go through, he will yeah. bless you uh, abundantly. This morning, I want to welcome all the podcasters who are listening to this and the online listeners who are getting this message through our app. I wanted to welcome you as well. Um, This morning, I want to take, um, you know, through another journey of like looking at a passage uh, that is so fascinating. Um, Two days ago, I was uh, watching uh, a movie, Die Hard, right? Uh, I've watched this movie so many times right uh but um the 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 action movies that we tend to watch uh like diehards of the world we tend to watch more than once, and I was thinking, why am I watching the same movie? I know the plot it's not like the end is going to be different the second time, or the the beginning is going to be different, you know when we start the movie again the third time the 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 story the action movies, especially the stories of these action movies have always had the same age-old formula right There is a hero and there is a villain, or sometimes plural right the enemy and the and the enemy either will cause a trouble to the hero or he will go against good people or do some injustice. And then the hero jumps in to fight, and in the end, climax, the hero wins. The story ends, right? We've seen these kind of movies again and again uh, in the past. My daughter loves this Godfather movie, and she just like watches again and again. And I'm sure many of you on this line, you also have some pet movies like this that you want to go back and watch, right? Sometimes... These movies, even though the names change, it can become like a Mission Impossible today from, you know, the James Bond movies, but the plot is still the same, the fight between the good and the evil, right? And the the thing is, oftentimes we go watch these movies again is because unconsciously in our mind, we are actually wanting to be that hero that is in that movie, who fight against the villains of the world. We want to be that person that, that we are not able to be in real life. We wanted to be that person who can beat the um, you know, uh, enemy uh, you know, with such ferociousness. Right? And, and in real life as well, we are all heroes. In fact, every one of us have a story. And in our story, we are the heroes of that story. That hero of that story happened to have a husband and kids, or a wife and kids. The hero of the story goes to work. Always, we think in the story as a hero. In our story, we are the hero of our story. Right? You may say, "Sir, I'm not that way. I'm I'm different." Let me tell you one thing. Have you ever taken a group picture right A group picture in your church, in your school, or you met with your friends a group picture when When the picture is printed and they bring in the picture and they show the group picture the The group picture, whether it is good or bad, depends on you. The first person that you look for in that group picture is you. You're looking for that hero in that picture. If the hero doesn't look good, that picture doesn't look good, right? So there is always this hero in us just starts to come out, right? And that's why today morning, this passage that we're going to be reading is just like a, so good, Um, and, and we will go through them. And if you are listening in, Go ahead and sit back, relax. This is a message where we will just like to take time to go through the life of Jacob. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Genesis chapter 32, verses 24 to 28. The book of Genesis, chapter 32, verses 24 to 28. To just like I give you a, a quick background of like a, this passage, Jacob is coming back um, to his hometown. Uh, and uh, what is happening to him, um, it, and we will go back and look at the background a little bit more in deep as well. If you have that verse, it starts the twenty-four verse says, Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him, until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go for the day breaks. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, what is your name? Jacob is asking this question back, right? No, 28 says, he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Praise the Lord. Word of the Lord. There are two turning points in Jacob's life. And this is the second part of his turning point. The first turning point happened 20 years prior to this when, you know, he did something wrong to his brother Esau. And he deceived his father and got a blessing. And 20 years before this, he actually jumps um, and runs away from his home. And when he was going to his father-in-law's house, or at that point his uncle Laban's house, halfway through his journey, he he rests at a place called Bethel. And there he encounters God. And he encounters angels. He encounters the angels going up and down in a ladder. It was just like the first turning point in in Jacob's life when he was running for his life from his brother. And the second time is this part of his life. He goes to Laban's house. He loves um, his daughter, Rachel get, then gets like a married to both of his daughters. And at one point in his life, he realizes that he needs to come back to his homeland. And so this is a second part where he is actually deciding to come back home, right? On the way back home, he knows his brother is still not happy with him. And so that's where, you know, he is running into a situation where His life is at this point very complicated. He's complicated his life with his uncle Laban. He took some of his sheep and he's running away from there. And he's got like complications with his brother as well. So between the two tough situations, he's still running towards the promised land, right? And as we start this new year, right, we all have like. you know, certain packages from 2020 that we wanted to leave behind. The the thing is that 2020 hasn't been a great year for many with so much going on with COVID, people losing jobs, the health has been affected, millions of life being infected by this virus and everything. We wanted to get rid of that tough situation like that was there in the previous year. It was like a being in Laban's house. We don't want the Laban's house, the uncle's house. We wanted to come back to the promised land. And that's why when we start this new year, we write down resolutions. We come to 31st of December. We want to have a turning point. We wanted to leave the old stuff and start something fresh in our life. And that's where jacob is at this point he wants to start something fresh he wants to erase the past he wants to get rid of things and want to get right in his life with his brother and coming back to his home and 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 the thing is this morning we wanted to hone in or we wanted to narrow down our meditation even further down to verse 24. If you have your Bible, look at the verse 24, and that's where we're going to, uh, you know, uh, meditate a little bit more on. Verse 24 says, Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. There are two questions that comes up. Why was Jacob alone? And number two, what is this wrestling is all about, right? First, let's talk about Jacob being alone. Jacob, when we start this chapter uh, of thirty-two of Genesis, we see Jacob has made a decision to come. A decision to come back to his hometown, and so the first thing that he does is that he sends a messenger over to Esau. He wants to. Soften Esau's, Esau, his brother's heart, a little bit. So he sends someone over there, a bunch of servants, right? And verse six of this chapter says The men that carried the news returned to Jacob and said, We came to your brother, Esau. He is coming to meet you. If that sentence ended there, It would have been fine, but it says, "and four hundred men are with him." So Jacob is now thinking, "My goodness, I probably, you know, cannot even handle one Esau. Now there are four hundred Esau is coming towards me. Four hundred men, you know, he knows that Esau would have spent time training these guys, so he's coming." to meet him halfway through. Jacob is afraid of this, right? So he does three things. Number one, he splits his servants into two camps, and he puts the first camp to go in the front, and he puts the second camp behind them, a little bit behind, right? And so he wants to soften his brother by just like putting some... You know servants to say some flowery things to him, and if it fails there, then the second camp will catch up. That was his idea, so he put um his he divided his team into two, and he put like some in the front, and of course he has to be safe, right? so he stays with the second camp um and so that's the first thing that he did, and the second thing that he did, so that half of his people have already gone in the front. And then the verse 9 through 12 talks about Jacob's prayer. Jacob gets before God, (coughs) and he wants to get real with God. And he's praying. This is one of the beautiful prayers where he is actually talking to God in verse 9. Return to your country and to your family. I will deal well with you. God, this is what you said. Come home to your family and I'll deal well with you. So I'm doing what you ask me to do. I'm not worthy of the least of all the mercies and all the truth which you have shown your servant. He's saying his real position with God. He's saying, I don't even deserve any mercy. Why is he saying that? From the beginning of his life, Jacob has been a deceiver. He has done so many wrong things. In fact, even on his birth, when they they saw him um, come out of his mother's womb, in mother's womb itself, these two boys were fighting with each other. And when the mother delivered, he was holding on to his brother Esau's leg, heel as he was just like coming out of his mother, so So from the beginning, he was like considered, and he was doing a lot of wrong things. And so he said, God, I don't deserve any mercy at this point. I crossed over this Jordan with my staff. And now I have become two companies. Deliver me, I pray, from the hands of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him. Lest he come and attack me and the mother with the children. What is he doing? He is praying and asking God and telling him what is real. Sometimes when we go before God, we wanted to impress God with the flowery words. We want to impress God with, you know, the verses from the Bible We want to impress God with um, our good things. But what God is looking for in you and me is to be real like this. He's saying, I'm afraid. It's okay to tell God that we are afraid of what is happening around us. We are afraid of certain things that are happening in our life. We are afraid of the Esau. That's coming with the 400 men. There is a song that it just reminds me of. Many of you may have known. This is a very old song written by Paul Blanche. What a friend we have in Jesus. The song is so beautiful. The lyrics is so wonderful. It says, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what a peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. The Bible, this song is so beautiful. It's it's talking about like every bit of our our burdens. It's talking about our weaknesses. It's talking about our Savior. There's a point in this one song. It says, do your friend despise and forsake you? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms, he will take and shield you, and you will find a solace there. This morning, as Ms. Sarah was talking about all the things that was bothering her. She was just writing it those writing those things in a piece of paper and he, she was telling about how this whole burden that she has with the with the, what is going on with the people that haven't given up their life in her own family or praying for the sixteen generations. Or, and there's so much that you and I have in our hands as prayer. Just like a Jacob went to the Lord in prayer, being real with him, with an absolute surrender, with a self-denial, right? So those are the two things that he has done. He put the two camps, one camp in the front. He's staying on the second camp. And then he goes to the Lord in prayer. But then the verse 22 and 23 says, The night before he was going to meet his brother, he took time to cross the Jabbok River with his two wives and his 11 children. He took them to the other side of the river with all that he had. So right now, there is nothing. He's put some of the people in the front and the people on the second camp also. He took everybody and he put them on the other side of the river. And he's standing all by himself. Sometimes what God wants in your life and my life is to take away everything away. He wants to see us get before him all by ourselves. If you just get a piece of paper right now, if you have one, go ahead and draw a circle. And in the middle of the circle put the word God in it. God doesn't want to be one of the one of the peripherals of your life. The center of your life has to be God. Right. And then around that circle, make one more circle around it. And in the second circle, there is nobody but you. There are times that only you and God have to be in this place. You, you want to have a personal relationship with God. You need to have a personal conversation with God every day. You need to have God on your side. Even if nobody shows up, you can still go to God in prayer. Then draw another circle on top of it. First, the circle is God. The second circle is you. And the third circle is whoever is important for you. That has to be your son. That has to be your daughter. That has to be your husband or wife. That has to be someone that you care the most in your life. It could be your mom or a dad, the close relationship then you draw another circle after that, that circle is for the friends. Then you draw another circle on top of it. that's where you spend time for others. It has to be in this priority order, God first with you then your immediate family, then your friends, then everybody else, right? So here, this place that Jacob is standing all by himself is just like between him and God right now, right? So if we read that word even more carefully, it says, a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. So the number one thing that we will talk about today, all these things, whatever I've said so far, is just like an introduction to this passage so far, right? So here's where I wanted to go back into. He is wrest- There is a wrestling match that's going on. We've read about this wrestling. We've meditated about this wrestling uh, quite in extension extended manner when we were doing the armor of God. The wrestling match or the wrestling that we talked about in those times, um, I wanted to recap a little bit of those. The wrestling match is not one with the swiftness. It's not an 100 meter race where you can wrap up in 10 to 12 seconds. The wrestling is always for the longer haul. That's why the verse says, he wrestled throughout the entire night. Until one completely gives up, the match will continue. This is not like a, there is an end line where you can finish. This The end line of this wrestling is like when someone has absolutely no energy anymore to fight. So this is like up until... Everything is exhausted against the opponent. The enemy wants to get hold of you. enemy wants to get hold of your family. He's not going to let you go that easily. right? It takes perseverance, resilience to sustain us. We need that energy till the end. The word perseverance, we talk about it. It's passionate patience. We need to have patience. We need to be passionate about being patient. We can be passionate about uh, uh, your ministry. We can be passionate about uh, doing things for the Lord. We can be passionate about your wife or a husband. You can be passionate about everything and anything. But how can I be passionate to be patient? That's what is a quality that is needed when the the wrestling match is matches going on. You should never take a no for an answer when there is a job that needs to be done. When you watch the wrestling matches, if you happen to watch any of these wrestling matches, if you don't have and you haven't tried, go ahead, use YouTube and look for a a wrestling match, the match goes on and on, but the one who is on the top is not always the winner. Sometimes the wrestlers let the opponent go on to the top so they can take a break and breathe and then come back with the strength that they regained. And we should do the same way. Sometimes when people start to criticize us, Without giving an alibi, we should stay calm and breathe. The good wrestler will have to train their brain to leave behind the previous failures, previous insults or personal insults, and even previous successes. We should pay attention to the defense and offense of what is happening right now. We should be willing to practice on things that we cannot do three times longer than the things that we can do. Let me say this one more time. We should be willing to practice on things that we cannot do three times longer than the things we can do. In some degree, we're all wrestling with something. We're probably wrestling with the old habits. That's why when we start to come into the new year, we want to put behind some of our old habits. We wanted to go and uh, we wanted to um, exercise. We wanted to reduce our weight. We wanted to put some old habits behind. Some of us are wrestling with fear. Some of us are wrestling with anger. Some of us are wrestling with finances. Some of us are wrestling with broken relationships with our sons and daughters. Some of us are wrestling with the business opportunities. Some with the health. The list goes on and on, but the wrestling is happening every single day in our life. But here is the important part about this verse. The Bible says in verse twenty four a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. I've never read this verse like this before. I always thought Jacob was wrestling with this man, but it doesn't say that way. The man was actually wrestling with him the 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 hosea Hosea chapter twelve verses four says in this chapter, it's saying it's a man, but in Hosea chapter twelve, verses four, it says that man is an angel of God. In in Hosea chapter twelve, verses five, it says that this was the Lord, the God of all. The God Himself was wrestling with him in the until the breaking of the day. Here's the important question: When we go through the wrestling. We need to know the difference between whether we are wrestling with God or we are wrestling with an enemy. That's a very important, there's a huge difference between wrestling with God and wrestling with an enemy. Sometimes it has to be very important for us to know whether God is wrestling, the Son of God, like the angel, is actually wrestling with us. Right, That also happens, but when we wrestle with God, we need to know whether, you know, when we are wrestling every day, day in and day out, we need to know, are we wrestling with God or we are wrestling with an enemy? How do I know if I'm wrestling with God? The reason, the, 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 the number one thing that you need to know that you' are wrestling with God, and what Jacob is wrestling here uh, with God is because you know, oftentimes, you know there are questions, there are doubts, and and we have we have taken ourselves from the intimacy of God, and we want our God to be blessing us. Here's how you can tell the difference between the wrestling. If there are personal insults that are coming your way, if there are things that are being taken out of your life there, there are things that are, are are just like broken in your life because of like what you did or the what the enemy has made you to do the 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 things that have just like a being broken is just like a heavy on your heart. It's just like a pushing you down. Oftentimes, those kind of wrestling doesn't come with God. It is always the wrestling of the enemy. Let me say this one more time. If the wrestling is making your heart heavy, then it's not from God. Because God will never let you go with a heart heaviness. He's a gentle God. He's a patient God. He's a loving God. He will never see you getting hurt. If you are hurt because of this wrestling, then that wrestling is with an enemy and that requires a different strategy. We looked at it by putting the armor of God. But today, I'm going to talk about wrestling with God. Sometimes, you know, we wrestle with God because... Deep down in our heart, you know, we have lost something with God. We have lost the intimacy with God. We want something from God that we know if we don't hang on to Him, then we're we're just not going to get it. There was a woman in, in Luke that we read about. She was sick for 12 years with a bleeding in her body. And when she wanted to go in and and, and just like, you know, get her life straight, she was wrestling with God. She wanted to go and touch the hem of his garment. She's done. She's tried everything. And she wants, at this point, none but God in her life. And that's why she steps into the ring and she grabs hold of of his garment and she never wants to let it go. That's what Jacob is doing here as well. Jacob wants a blessing in his life and he is not letting go of God. And when you wrestle with God, that's the most important thing. You don't want to let God go and you want to hold on to him just like that woman who was sick for 12 years, just like a Jacob in this chapter, just like a David in so many times, he would never let go of his garment. The wrestling with God requires obedience. Look under your life. Sometimes you are praying for something to happen in your life, and things are not happening. And you are asking God this question, Why God? I've done everything right. I don't see anything wrong in my ask. In fact, I'm asking for these children that are homeless. I'm asking for uh, the help for these guys who are inside the prison, or I'm asking something very righteous. God, why are you not blessing me? That's the wrestle I'm talking about. That's the wrestle that we have with God himself. So many times we are wrestling with God for a blessing, just like David. And God says in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19, there are six things the Lord hates. Go ahead and write it down in a piece of paper. There are seven things that are an abomination to him. I want you to write it down and ask this question, While you're in the middle of your wrestling with your God, ask these questions if any of these things exist in your life. There are times that we are absolutely sure that we are doing everything right, but we somehow leave a small hole in our life. There is a pet sin that is sticking onto us. There is this... It's this one thing that we are not able to get rid of from our life. And you know that. God would have spoken to you about that. You already have been spoken about these things. Maybe the words of curse that's coming out of your mouth. Right? Here are the seven things that God is talking about. A proud look. Our eyes that are arrogant, that's what God cannot handle. When there is a pride in our life, God will never let us have a blessing. What Jacob was going through was a pride in his life. When those sheep that was multiplying, Jacob thought it was his hands that multiplied those sheep. God sees the pride in Jacob's life. And that's why God was wrestling with Jacob. While we think Jacob was wrestling for his blessing, God was not blessing him because God wants us where he wants us to be blessed. He wants us in a place where he can bless us. The thing is this, There is a movie that I watched, uh, Bruce Almighty, a while back, an amazing movie. And in that movie, in one of those scenes, the hero of that movie will say, God, where are you? I'm standing here. These are my coordinates. This is the longitude and this is the latitude. Are you missing the mark in blessing me? And God says, I want you to be where I can bless you. I want you in a place where I can bless you. If there are pride... In your life. Sometimes this pride that the Bible is talking about is even when you do the ministry, this pride can sink in. I always worry about these mega church pastors who are sit- standing on that pedestal because sometimes the pride can sink in even when you're doing a ministry and God is saying, I cannot handle a proud look. pride. If there are areas in your life where pride is sinking in, you want to get rid of it because when you're wrestling with God, know this for sure, He's also wrestling with you. right? The second thing Proverbs 6 is talking about in verses 16 through 19 is a lying tongue. Is there any areas in your life where you're not telling the truth. Even extending the truth or stretching the truth is a lie. And Jacob was doing that. He was lying to his father and taking the birthright from his brother. And God cannot handle a lying tongue. And the the third one is the, the hands that shed innocent blood. Right? If there are things that you're doing to somebody who is actually innocent and you're causing trouble to an innocent life, you know that. And the thing is this. God knows that you know that. And that's why when you go to him, wrestle with him, even though he will open his arms so that we can wrestling. This wrestling with God is actually a good thing. It's not like the wrestling that we have with the enemy that we talked about. This wrestling is actually good because when you wrestle with God, God's going to open up a video in front of you and show the areas that you need to be fixed. A proud look, a lying tongue, a hands that shed the innocent blood, and number four, number four a heart that deceives, devises wicked plans. Sometimes we are not on the right side of the wrong. And and the thing is this, as a Christian, we try to justify even the wrong things that we do as right. We tend to use the word, stretch the word, and make those things look right. And that's what, you know, Jacob and his mom were doing. They think they thought to themselves by just like deceiving his father, his, her husband, by putting on those clothes with the hair on it. They thought they can actually get the blessing and run away with it. God cannot handle the wickedness. I've we've talked about this before. The the city is not blessed. The nation is not blessed. A home is not blessed because of wicked people. Because of wicked people that can do only wicked things. God knows wicked people can only do wicked things, bad things. So it is not because of the wicked people that God will not bless a city or a home or a nation. It is the righteous who do the wicked things that God cannot stand. And the fifth thing, the feet that are swift in running to evil, the feet that are quick in in doing wrong things. Very quickly, let me do this one thing by watching the TV, the pornography, and the bad things that comes on TV, The bad stuff that we can actually do very quickly. I'm only flipping this TV and moving on. But I just wanted to quickly look at this one thing. Very quick, running to the evil. False witnesses, that's number six. False witnesses who speak lies. Sometimes deliberately. You know, we tend to say things. That's not right. And then the last thing is the one who sows discord among brethren. Uh, The message version says a troublemaker in the family, a troublemaker in the business, a troublemaker in in the friends circle. If any one of these seven things are there in our life, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 6, The Lord hates them. When you're wrestling for your blessing and God is wrestling with you as well, he's not going to let you get away with some of the things that he hates in your life and my life. And the the wrestling that we go through every single day, we need to know, why am I not getting blessed? Why am I not getting blessed even after reading the word? Why am I not getting blessed even when I'm praying? You see, Jacob is praying in this chapter 32, but he's still not winning. The reason why he wasn't winning is because that God of this universe doesn't want to bless us in the place where we are standing. He wants us to the place he wants us to move to the God zone where he can bless us. In order for us to move to the God zone, I want you to write down these seven things. If any of those things are in your life, it is not the end of it. We can still go back and fix ourselves. This is a new year. God is done with the past. He is ready to blot out what is not necessary for you and me. He wants to get us out of that situation that we have been in in the past. When you fast and pray, then what happens is God will open up these kind of areas in your life that you can actually fix. God will open up. Sometimes we do this not by knowing But out of ignorance, we do these things. We may not even intentionally do any of these things. It may happen in our life. God says, I am not going to accept those kind of lifestyles. And the thing is, God has an intent to bless you and me. There is no question, no doubt about it. The reason why the children of Israel took 40 years to get to the promised land, that could have been taken just 11 days to get there, it took them 40 years to get there, is because when they got out of Egypt, they still carried the, the murmuring spirit, they still carried the complaining spirit, they still carried the slave mindset, God cannot take us to the promised land with a slave mindset, God wants to change our internal person. God wants to change us into a place. Because when we get to the promised land, we still need to fight 31 kingdoms in the promised land. God was looking for a wrestler. God is still looking for a wrestler this morning. He knows you and I are the wrestlers. He knows he can rely on you and me to wrestle with him. He opens his arms to wrestle with us. When you take the next 21 days to fast and pray, what you're doing is wrestling with God. And God says, I'm okay. You're wrestling with me. It is better to wrestle with God than to wrestle with an enemy because the enemy, wrestling with the enemy is worst. Next week when we come back, We'll talk about one more time. We'll pick up that area of wrestling with that enemy. It requires the armor of God. We can just like to come back to it a little bit on that space. But the thing is this. You are wrestling right now with someone you cannot win. With the enemy, you can actually win. But if you're wrestling with God, you and I are not going to win. The thing is, the Bible says that he wrestled with God and man, and he won. No, 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 no. Jacob did not win that battle without losing his hip. Permanently. God could have, just like by a twinkling of his finger, he can take many of the things out of our life, but he won't do it. Even that taking the hip movement for Jacob is actually a blessing It's a reminder for Jacob about this night that God wanted to do that so that Jacob will remember throughout his rest of his life what a blessing it was because this particular day, God was wiping out Jacob's past. This particular day, God was changing his name from Jacob to Israel. This particular day, God was moving him this was a complete turnaround from his past. And God is saying, I no longer remember the things that happened to you in the past. No longer I will keep an account of your past. I'm going to start something fresh and new. Let's start it today. This is the day the Lord has made. The Lord has decided to wipe out, blot out everything from the past as you wrestle with him in the future. For the future of yours." and the future of your children. God is saying this morning to you and me that are ready to get into the ring with him for the next 21 days. God is saying, I'm opening
2: my arms to let you wrestle with me.
1: In fact, I will also wrestle with you and show you the areas that you need to get it fixed. And when we fix the areas that are broken in our life, we are going to see a blessing. The latter days are going to be more blessed than the former days. God is going to alter the DNA. Everybody's talking about these new medicines that are coming out, um, and that's going to alter the RNA and this and that, they're, they're trying to artificially alter some of the parts of our body with this new medicine that's coming out to fix something that's broken. God is saying this morning, I'm ready to alter your DNA. I'm ready to cognitively ingest my DNA into your DNA. I'm ready to fix what is broken in your life. Let's go into the ring. Let's wrestle with God the next 21 days. Let's wrestle like what Jacob was doing. He was not letting go of God up until the God that is wrestling with him would bless him. God was even asking, let me go. And he says, no, I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not let you go. Twenty-six, verse twenty-six says, uh, "I will not let you go unless you bless me." We need to have that kind of an attitude as we start this new year. And God of this universe is
2: faithful and just to bless you. Praise the Lord
1: as we go into, you know, uh, taking the communion. Miss Sarah is going to lead us in the prayer of communion. Amen. Open up, Open up. Open up your yourself. Mm-hmm. Because the wrestling match is real. And let's wrestle with God.
2: Amen.
3: Lord Jesus, we bow before you in humility and ask you to examine our hearts today. Show us anything that is not pleasing to you. Reveal any secret pride, any unconfessed sin, rebellion, or unforgiveness that may be hindering our relationship with you. We know that we are your beloved children, having received you into our hearts and lives and having accepted your death as penalty for our sinfulness. The price you paid covers us for all time, and our desire is to live for you. As we take the bread representing your life that was broken for us, we remember and celebrate your faithfulness to us and to all who will receive you, dear God. Thank you for your extravagant love and unmerited favor. Thank you that your death gave us life, abundant life, now and eternal life forever. We receive this bread in remembrance of you. And in the same way, we take this cup, representing your blood, poured out from a splintered cross. You are the supreme sacrifice for all of our sin past, present, and future.
1: Hallelujah.
3: Today, we remember and celebrate the precious gift of life you gave us through the blood you spill. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
1: Amen. Amen. The, the the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 to 26, it says, the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Go ahead and take the elements of bread. the same way, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Oh. Go ahead and take your element of drink.
2: Praise the Lord. Father, we come before your throne of grace one more time this morning.
1: As we surrender ourselves, Father God, as we start this brand new year, God, we wanted to start this year right with you. God, that's our heart's desire. We want to wrestle with you to bless
2: us this year. We're done with our past, Father God. God,
1: as a every one of my brothers and sisters on this line start to wrestle with you, Father God. I want you to open our spiritual eyes, Father God, that the naked eyes cannot see to the things in our life that we want to shed from our life. God, if there are areas in our life that are not pleasing before you, God, we wanted to leave them behind we wanted to go after what it says in Proverbs 6, Father God, verses 16 through 19, that you talk about the seven things that you don't like in our life. Father, if there are any of those seven exist in our life today, that we have done something wrong because of those things that you did not like. Father, we wanted to leave them today at your feet. God, I pray that we wanted to leave them at the foothills of Calvary. God, we don't want to carry that today. And I'm going to ask uh, everyone that is on the line, take your right hand and put it where your heart is because we're going to press on the things that God wants to press on. The Bible says the kingdom's righteousness flows through our hands. And his righteous right hand will hold on to us. So this morning, let his righteous right hand touch your right hand as you put your hands on your heart. The God of this universe is going to lighten your heart because the Bible says, for do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, let your requests known to God with prayer and thanksgiving. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. God, this morning, as we take that verse and we apply it to our heart this morning, Father, we pray that you will send your angels to guard our heart and our mind. And I pray this morning in agreement with my brothers and sisters. God, the Bible says that two of you on earth agree on one thing. The Father in heaven will do it for their sake. We take that verse and apply it this morning into my life and to to the life of my brothers and sisters on this line. That you will, Father God, clean and blot everything from our past will be made new, fresh, and clean. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, for your glory. Amen. Amen. Thank you so Amen. much for joining the us this morning. Praise the Lord. Praise, yeah. the Lord. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Have an amazing Indeed. week. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Amen. Amen. And blessings to you so as awesome. you start your wrestling with your fasting and prayers this morning.
3: Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Happy New Year, everybody, and let's enjoy our life to the fullest till it's overflowing, not only the next 21 days, but for the rest of this whole year and the rest of our lives. Amen.
2: Amen. 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 Yeah,
3: okay. Happy New Year, everyone, and thanks for the message again, Pastor Cyril. Happy
0: New Year, everybody. Enjoy your day. I bless you. I bless you. Amen. Amen. Okay.